Welcome to Ganjapreneur, helping Ganjapreneurs grow and succeed in every sector of the cannabis industry. Ganjapreneur will introduce you to the cannabis pioneers who are paving the way for future generations. Learn about the shifting landscape of the market directly from the experts and get to know some of the leading minds in the industry as they tell their story of struggles and success. Now, CannabisRadio.com presents Ganjapreneur. Hi there, and welcome to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Lose. The Gontrepreneur.com podcast gives us an opportunity to speak directly to entrepreneurs, cannabis growers, product developers, and cannabis medicine researchers, all focused on making the most of cannabis normalization. As your host, I do my best to bring you original cannabis industry ideas that will ignite your own entrepreneurial spark and give you actionable information to improve your business strategy and improve your health and the health of cannabis patients everywhere. Today, my guest is Jerry Whiting. Jerry is the founder of LeBlanc CNE, growers and brokers of medical cannabis and vintage heirloom cannabis strains. He also works closely with ProjectCBD.org. Jerry has a background in acupuncture, massage, and natural healing. LeBlanc has an extensive collection of CBD-rich strains, including a seed bank as well as live plants. LeBlanc has an extensive collection of CBD-rich strains, including a seed bank as well as live plants. LeBlanc also sponsors a hemp breeding project, does research into the relationship between cannabis chemistry and genetics, and processes Moroccan-style hash, whole plant tinctures, and other cannabis preparations. Welcome, Jerry. Hi, Shinka. How are you? Doing great today. Glad you could make it with us. So, Jerry, you and I talk about this all the time, but for our listeners who are still unfamiliar with CBD, would you give a brief synopsis of how CBD works with terpenes to heal humans? Many people have focused on THC because for contemporary Americans, getting high has been the goal. Indigenous cannabis has a number of compounds besides THC, which is the most famous of the cannabinoids. Cannabidiol, CBD, is uh, also quite useful for those looking for the healing properties of cannabis. So when you hear about medical marijuana being used for kids with seizures, it's often CBD-rich preparations that are at the heart of that. But it's not just the cannabinoids, but the terpenes, those aromatic things that give it the smell and taste peculiar to a given strain are also part of the equation. So as more and more people learn about the health benefits of CBD alone and CBD when taken with THC, as you're describing, finding CBD plant materials getting harder and harder to find. I know that you study the CBD market. Can you explain and describe some of the complex market dynamics that are at play right now between the medical scene that has been producing CBD historically and now the new state-sponsored businesses that are starting to get into medical applications as well? I sometimes use corn as a counterexample. Popcorn, sweet corn, field corn. We all agree it's the same plant, very different species used in very different contexts. The same with cannabis. Americans have grown marijuana to get high. Now that there's a demand for medical patients looking for strains that are rich in CBD, the market isn't geared up to supply that part of the supply chain. Cannabis is beginning to look like any other product in the marketplace. So here you have Sanjay Gupta featuring Charlotte Figge and the use of cannabis for seizures, the VA about to give the green light for PTSD, and state after state legalizing medical marijuana. Quite simply, we're finding, just like in tennis, growers are caught cross-court. They have geared up and specialized in field corn, and now everybody wants popcorn. So you will see market forces, just like any other commodity, 
normalize the demand and the supply with prices to match. So what do we see now? We see little CBD-rich cannabis in the market, and that which is available is much more expensive compared to recreational pot. And what I find most fascinating of all, not only is CBD-rich cannabis more expensive than THC stoner pot, the price for medical marijuana in the market is steady. There are no ups and downs, no peaks and troughs. I know you do a lot of traveling, and even though it's probably impossible to get a snapshot of the whole cannabis market throughout the entire country, but just for our listeners, what percentage of cannabis that's produced in the country do you think is, is high CBD to begin with? You know, I asked the question at the retail end, whether it's a dispensary geared towards medical marijuana or some of the retail stores that are popping up. I was just in Colorado last week and visited a couple. Granted, the two that I visited in Denver were downtown near the stadiums, and I'm sure uh, were geared towards tourists. In fact, I saw a couple outside with their roller bags waiting for someone to make a purchase. There, it's a package store. You run in, you grab a six-pack, a bottle of wine. It really is a recreant-oriented market. But what I'm finding um, is that there are dispensaries, and I'm sure it will happen in the legal market as well, those that are, let's say, contrarian and gravitate towards specializing or go out of their way to meet patients more than halfway, not just have one or two things on the shelf, but to have a selection backed by a staff that knows what they're selling and how it can best be used for individual consumers. Up until recently, where the states have started to you know, give licenses to produce cannabis, the CBD was all produced in either the medical markets or in the underground. So what have you been seeing as the states start licensing these folks and start either folding in medical producers or, as they're doing in Washington, prohibiting medical the medical industry as it is right now? What are you seeing happening to the heritage CBD growers who have been growing for patients and are now being squeezed out by other folks? I'm not sure that medical marijuana is being squeezed out, though living here in Washington state, some of us feel besieged upon by Olympia. Here's my standard message. This podcast is oriented towards people who are entrepreneurial in spirit. If many of the legal stores are grabbing the low-hanging fruit and selling stoner pot, Blue Dream, Girl Scout cookies, you know, the usual suspects. The one person in town who decides to specialize and to do a medically oriented retail experience has in-store seminars or an email list or publishes PDFs or does talks to senior citizen homes and works with the AARP, whatever it takes. I believe that the smart money realizes that legalization won't necessarily grow the THC recreational slice of the pie, but you're going to find a whole new market of people who are using cannabis either again after all these years or for the very first time because there are a lot of people, baby boomers, baby boomers, baby boomers, who are getting on an age, their bodies are telling them so, and they have a pile of prescription bottles in their house they would love to get rid of, even getting rid of half of them, who looks at this as a lifestyle enhancement, not a recreational thing or looks at the plant, I use the term whole plant, a sort of a double entendre way, in that who says, oh, yes, I could sell 
the highest THC for the lowest price and do coupons, et cetera, et cetera. Or I could look at myself as a apothecary, a pharmacy, uh, a compounding chemist, however you look at it. I'm going to sell the best of breed of all the medical products available in I-502 retail and in um, Washington or Amendment 64 out there in Colorado. But I think you're going to see, especially, here's my prediction, the states that have legalized medical marijuana and have yet to legalize the full plant usage are priming the pump for CBD-rich strains when that market does go legal. The early adopters are going to be people with arthritis, fibromyalgia, Crohn's, whatever, and they're not looking to get high. In fact, they want cannabis medicine that will allow them to operate at full or near full functionality while relieving their symptoms. And now that patients are starting to get the relief, they're going to be demanding it militantly. So that's probably something that's going to happen right. really swiftly. So, Jerry, we're going to take a break here for a moment. But when we come back, let's talk about the different forms of CBD that it can take, how different kinds of CBD are working for different kinds of ailments. Be right back. After a short message from the sponsors who made this show possible, Ganjapreneur will return. Ganjapreneur.com your guide to the cannabis business world. Gondrepreneur.com is a comprehensive resource for cannabis professionals and entrepreneurs. Download the Gondrepreneur app on your smartphone or tablet to catch up on cannabis industry news, scroll through our daily job listings, and learn about successful cannabis companies, executives, and investors. Gondrepreneur.com, helping Gondrepreneurs grow. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia. The state of cannabis. Oh my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to help Gondrepreneurs grow. You're listening to Gondrepreneur, only on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Lose, and with me today is Jerry Whiting of LeBlanc CNE. So, Jerry, before the break, we were talking about CBD plants and why they are so popular with patients and what the market for CBD is like right now because everybody sure. is learning about the healing effects. So, let's talk about a little bit about the different ways of delivery of CBD. For, for a lot of folks, cannabis just means rolling up a joint and smoking it. I think it caught people in the existing cannabis markets by surprise when people began seeking out CBD-rich marijuana. 
And I use the word marijuana deliberately because a lot of us thought, and I'm guilty of this, that patients were going to roll joints and sit on the back porch listening to the dead. No, they're patients, not recreants. There are a couple reasons. If you're an older AARP, I want to try something for my arthritis medical marijuana patient, you probably never smoked before. There's an image associated with stoners who lay around all day and don't do anything productive, rolling big fat doobies or hitting the bong. And most importantly, from a medical point of view, patients want to take a consistent dose to relieve their symptoms. Not too much, not too little. We call it titration or self-titration. It's hard to set your dose of CBD or THC for that matter when you're smoking. How many tokes, how big a toke, how long do you hold it, did I have a cold that day, et cetera, et cetera. Patients looking for CBD often want medibles, candy or foods they can eat, or tinctures or topical preparations. They don't go home, fill the bong, grab the lighter, and listen to Jefferson Starship. <laughs> well, I know a lot of patients, consistent dosing is important, but also they're not in a position to be smoking anything anyway. Exactly. And you know, there's a whole, as I said, there's, there's a stigma. And quite honestly, there are times when patients have a compromised immune system or a, a breathing disorder um, that they, they present a constellation of symptoms, which may discourage them from smoking. That said, some practitioners now are using a mixed modality or a mixed delivery route system. Let's say someone has a skin disorder. While you may try and get enough cannabinoids and terpenes, et cetera, et cetera, on board by having them take a tincture or a capsule, but being a skin disorder, it makes perfect sense to rub something on it, a salve, an ointment, but some preparation that is applied to the skin. In a similar manner, those with irritable bowel syndrome or Crohn's disease often take an oral preparation and also use a suppository. Cannabis by itself is a wonderful herb, but it also combines very well with other herbs using either an, a Western methodology, Chinese methodology, and Ayurvedic methodology. But I see products in the market that I use myself occasionally that have cannabis and other botanicals in one product. And so people are trying to get more of a, a buffet of cannabinoids by taking a little tincture, maybe a little salve, uh, maybe also to help with the anxiety, they might actually roll a joint too. Thus, right. thus taking advantage of all the different ways that cannabis can be used instead of just the traditional roll a joint and let's get high. You know, it's the same as you catch the cold or the flu. You're like most people, you've got four or five things in the medicine cabinet, and depending upon whether it's one of those drippy, runny nose things, or you've got intestinal diarrhea stuff going on with your flu, you reach for one or more things that all came out of the same section in the drugstore or the food co-op or wherever you buy that kind of stuff. So let's not think that there's one answer or one tool, but I think what's interesting is that people are either revisiting recipes and preparations that have been done historically, as well as bring science to bear to come up with new things all the time. But yeah, I think you're going to see an explosion of things. And let's hope that people in the biz, hint, hint, are going to establish brands and reputations and marketing messages and provide consistent products in the channel so that if I get relief from a headache in March, when I go back in July, the same thing is on the shelf. 
And that's where you differ in some sense from the recreational market. I can throw something out in the spring when it runs out. I have two more things on the market. You don't really care when you go back to the store because, hey, you know, you're still going to get stoned. In the medical world, when you find something that works, you want more of the same. And as a producer, as a marketing company, once you convert a lead into a sale, and establish a reputation with your consumer, you don't want churn. You don't want them going away. You don't want them tempted by your competitors. So I think one thing we're going to see with the normalization of marijuana, the step after legalization, if you know how to make medicine, you better know how to scale it up. Because if you've been working in the medical world, and I speak from personal experience, you're making small batches. When you have access to a whole state, all of a sudden, it's not a kitchen do-it-yourself kind of thing. You're doing it for uh, on the scale of a microbrewery compared to a home brewer. That's well said. You know, I really like your idea of uh, the one size does not fit all because, you know, I listen to people on the news and they're constantly talking about CBD as if it's one thing. And it is absolutely not one thing. I mean, no. CBD is no. in all cannabis generally, but then high CBD. But within that category, there are other kinds. So, Jerry, why don't you take a second and, and explain for folks the different applications for CBD as it's in regular high THC cannabis versus versus CBD rich, which generally speaking comes in either two to one, meaning two parts CBD to one part cannabis, or something more like a 15 or 18 to one, because you know they all have different applications. Dr. Ethan Russo, known to some of the listeners of this podcast, is a medical doctor, a researcher, a brilliant mind in the world of cannabis, who has investigated the difference between selective extractions, let's say pinpointing THC alone or CBD only, versus a whole plant approach, what he calls the entourage effect, that using a whole plant extract is two and a half to three times more effective than just focusing on CBD or THC. Why? Because there are 85 to 100 cannabinoids like CBD, THC, CBG, and there are up to 200 terpenes. These these think these volatile uh, um, aromatic things that give it its taste and its smell they work together the analogy I use is whole wheat versus white flour one factor in choosing the medicine that's right for you is figuring out if you want a selective extraction or a whole plant extraction but because the genetics dictates the chemistry the genotype dictates the chemotype if you're looking for CBD you're looking for a certain strain because of that particular strain or genotype. If the allele isn't turned on to make CBD, I don't care how much you fertilize it, how bright the lights, you're not going to get it. So the first point that you need to focus on is what strain am I using? The second thing is, and many people hear about CBD and say, that's all I want. I don't want to get high. Well, CBD and THC work in tandem. Many of the components in cannabis work in harmony with each other. You raise the level of one, it has an, a dampening effect on something else. So it's hard to focus on one element and one element alone and make a sophisticated and effective choice. And lastly, if you're looking at CBD-rich preparations, there are sort of three schools of thought. The first school is, I want all CBD, no THC. I want the biggest imbalance I can. Acute conditions for people who have 200, 300 seizures a day, yes, this can be a good approach to find the greatest imbalance in the ratio of CBD to THC that you can get. But you never want zero THC. Why? Because 20 milligrams of CBD alone might give you X amount of relief, but 20 milligrams of CBD with 
three or four milligrams of THC will give you much greater relief from your symptoms. Some people look for the imbalance. Another school of thought is one to one. The one part CBD to one part THC. Bowl to the middle of the snake. It really is the safest bet for most people. There are breeders like the CBD crew whose whole catalog is one to one. Lastly, there's a more nuanced approach and that is, you know, there are different people, different symptoms, different body types, even among the same population of folks with the same disorder, they progress, they change. I have a one to two, a one to one, a two to one, a four to one, an eight to one, a 16 to one, what I call the musical note or the spectrum. Let's start with one to one, adjust up or down to figure out what ratio works for you, and then the amount you can scale that up and down as well. So whether it's all CBD, one-to-one, or this musical scale approach, we're all individual, and I hope that practitioners avoid being Anheuser-Busch and Coors and focus on being micros and bringing different things to market that we can sample and match to our own particular needs and our needs through time. Great. Well, it's time to take another short break. When we come back, we'll be talking about some of Jerry's favorite CBD strains in order to prepare specific medicine. We'll be right back. After a short message from the sponsors who made this show possible, Ganjapreneur will return. Your connection to quality cannabis insurance services is spelled K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R. That's Karcher Insurance. We have worked with ventures like cannabis for over 60 years. We're proud to represent over 50 companies with tailor-made cannabis business plans for owners just like you to insure your product, your plants, and your pursuits. K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R spells out their full-service insurance services, ranging from commercial to bonds, to personal, from life to health, and more. Contact the team at karcherinsurance.com and let our experience work for you. That's K-A-E-R-C-H-E-R insurance.com. Contact Karen and the team at Karcher Insurance at 1-844-421-3560. That's 844-421-3560. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at internetmarketingninjas.com. Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Candid. I want to give you the inside story. Captivating. I want to introduce you to my kind and amazingly talented friends. Compelling. We get to meet some of the most amazing cannabis activists and warriors around. Listen in as medical marijuana pioneer Dr. Dina shares never-before-heard stories, chats with cannabis insiders and celebrity friends, and provides invaluable perspective and insight into one of the fastest-growing industries in the world. I want to share with you what was once confidential information. Let's expose the truth, discuss the issues, and learn the facts. Cannabis Confidential, only on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to help Ganjapreneurs grow. You're listening to Ganjapreneur only on CannabisRadio.com. 
Welcome back to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I am your host, Shango Los, and with us today is Jerry Whiting, founder of LeBlanc CNE. We've been talking about CBD strains and how they can be used for different types of ailments and in what ratios to THC. Jerry, a lot of people have got their favorite CBD strains, and just like THC strains, CBD strains come and go pretty quickly, depending on how swiftly they're picked up by patients and enthusiasts. So what are some of your favorite present and legacy strains and, and what kind of strains do you see coming down the pipe? So, you know, the venerable Harlequin came to us by way of Harborside out there in the Bay, and it's still one of my favorite strains and has been crossed with other things like Sour Tsunami and Canatonic. Uh, Harlequin is still one of my favorite strains, easy to grow, great terpenes, 5 to 2 CB to THC ratio. It's kind of hard to clone, and it's clone only, but if you can find it, keep it alive. The other two are Sour Tsunami number 3 and Canatonic. These are the big three, Harlequin, Canatonic, Sour Tsunami number 3. They are all CBD positive, that is more CB than THC. They have significant amounts of both, so they lend themselves well to medical use and they've been crossbred with other things. Favorite strains historically, I live in Seattle. I, of course, have to root for the Puget Sound. UW Purple Kush, a skunk works project at the University of Washington in the mid 80s. It has been grown in Seattle ever since. Very low cannabinoid levels, as I recall, five CBD, three and a half THC. The terpenes are to die for. I keep the dry flower round to use at the very end as a brewer would use finishing hops. I use it just to strip the terpenes. Lovely plant. Blue Dynamite is an odd one, has a funny color. Two and a half to one CBD THC. I underestimated it until I smoked it. I now have great respect for it. Here's the deal. You don't know what you have until it has been tested by a lab doing chromatography, gas or high-performance liquid chromatography, to tell you what's in it. Because that's the only way you can really be sure. If it's recreational and it didn't work, that's okay. If it's medical and it doesn't work, you're still in, in pain. I have found that with cannabis restrictions, strains don't travel very far. So what you find locally may be different from what I see here in Washington State. So ask around, look for the lab work, and when you find it, don't forget to share it. So, Jerry, what do you think about these states that are passing CBD-only laws where they're like, okay, you can't, you can't grow or have cannabis that's got THC or is THC-heavy if it's just CBD with, you know, sub-3% THC that you can use this? Right. Well, you know, it's, it's an artificial line in the sand that's been drawn by state legislatures who are, God bless them, doing their best to bring medicine to especially kids with epilepsy. And as the father of two kids with epilepsy, I'm in the audience yelling and screaming all the, as loud as I can in support of these efforts, but that's the first step in the conversation. I look at high CBD diagnoses like epilepsy as a foot in the door. We've gotten America's attention. Most Americans want the war on drugs to end. And more and more people who would have surprised even themselves five years ago are on the right side. What we need to do is to continue to educate politicians and policymakers that it is a whole plant. There's a number of things in there. And as we move forward, I think we will see laws and policies that are less restrictive, but it goes back to what Russo calls the entourage effect, what I call the cannabis cocktail. You need the whole plant. It's so like saying red wine is legal, but white wine and champagne are still against the law. Are you kidding me? I mean, really, it's, it's the same thing. 
So during the half hour we've been chatting, we've hit just, you know, the barely the surface of CBD. If anything, we've probably lit up people's curiosity to know more and they, they'd like to hear us go for another hour. So how about giving folks a place that they can go to get really accurate CBD information? Because we know the internet is awash with bad information. What, as an expert yeah. on CBD, where can you send people where they can get reliable information? The most reliable source is Project CBD. Project CBD is like the watering hole in the desert and it's the inspiration and the wellspring for so many of us. Martin Lee, an old, old friend of mine for years and years, runs Project CBD and his website is a wealth of information and a wealth of links and resources to other places. The second place is O'Shaughnessy's. Fred Gardner has been doing cannabis as medicine in the Bay Area before any of us. And Fred has a site that's more science-oriented, wealth of information. Um, I have a website, LeBlancCNE, L-E-B-L-A-N-C-C-N-E.com. I try to give people how-tos. Um, I teach a class called uh, Hacking Cannabis, Do-It-Yourself Kitchen Chemistry. My idea is that healthcare is a right, not a privilege, and that patients can take control of not just the plant, but the preparations and their own dosage. And so I have instructions on how to decarboxylate pot, how to make infused butter or infused coconut oil or tinctures and it's just a starting point because none of us have the whole picture so if you start at Project CBD and O'Shaughnessy's and have truth as a foundation um, you won't go far and one last thing I would recommend is Smoke Signals Martin A. Lee Social History of Marijuana in America I've read it a couple times and you can't go wrong well, Jerry, thanks for chatting with us. It was really helpful to, to take our conversation that you and I have offline all the time and be able to open it up for other folks to be able to find out more about CBD. You can find the Gontrepreneur.com podcast right here on Cannabis Radio. You can subscribe to the podcast in the Apple iTunes store, or you can listen and read the interview transcripts on our home website at Gontrepreneur.com. Thanks to Brasco for producing the show. I am your host, Shango Los. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.